0: do you ever feel frustrated because you just don't know what the next thing is to do or how to do it we all have experienced that but in this episode we really want to focus on the fact that it's all figure outable. you can figure it out there aren't any problems or barriers that are too complicated for you to overcome whether it's by doing it yourself or finding the right people to help you do it so let's talk about that in today's episode. This is episode 48 of the Business of Making podcast.
1: Do you want to make it as a maker? This is the Business of Making podcast with your hosts, Michaela Denvis, Deb Engelmeyer, and Jess Van Den.
0: We know from experience that growing a handmade business is bloody hard work. We're here to make it a little bit easier for you by dishing out reality-based, no BS, tried and tested advice on how to make your business work.
2: Tune in every week for an honest conversation on what it really takes to make a creative business a success.
1: Well, hello everyone and welcome back to the Business of Making podcast. This is Deb and as always, I'm here with Michaela. Hello. Hello. And Jess. G'day everyone. I should say Jessica because I went for like the school, me <laughs> I don't
0: know when I say that. It's so no fun. one calls me Jessica, like except my grandparents used to call me Jessica. I can't look at you and think that you're Jessica and my head. I'm like, nah, that's not you. It's a nice name, I think as well, but it's just we're Australian. We don't use full names. <laughs> full names, <Yeah. laughs>
1: never. Um, so, today, guys, we are going to help you figure things out because we think that everything is figure outable, and we have strong opinions about this, <laughs> which hopefully are the same and we 're not going to uh, disagree too much, but uh, before we dive in, I wanted to uh, say thank you to all of you that have left us iTunes reviews lately. This is one of the best way if you 're not a patreon to support the show because it helps us reach more people, get better rankings honestly in iTunes, and so you know help more makers. And I wanted to give a shout out to Sherbet Handmade who said, Deb, Jess, and Michaela, without your relevant and practical advice, I think I would have given up on my business by now. Every episode has been packed full of useful information, and the best part is it's delivered in a format that's fun to listen to. I feel like part of your community and love hearing three points of view that are varied but also harmonious. Mm-hmm. Actually, when you don't agree with each other, that's even more fun to listen to. <laughs> <laughs> I highly recommend this podcast the handmade industry needs this specialized advice this made me so happy that's this so yeah, is so lovely and I'm so glad that we could help you you know go apparently this wasn't necessarily always easy those few months maybe for you because if you were ready to give up that's not good mm. but we're happy you're still doing what you're doing and that we
0: were a part of it. Yes, absolutely. And that's another thing about reviews is they just make us happy. So thank you. Yes, yes, totally. <laughs> Good reviews make us happy? I don't yeah. think we've gotten any bad ones yet, fingers crossed. Uh, yes, I like that. No, I don't think people bother writing wrong.
1: I think you would have to have such a bad show to get really bad review, right? Like that would, I don't know. I'm thinking the review I got
0: on my podcast or my other podcast once. It was still—it was a three-star, so it wasn't bad. But the person was like, if you can get past the first 10 minutes where Jess is talking all about her yoga teacher training and blah, blah, blah. This is back when I used to, like, talk more about my life and what I was up to. Uh, the rest of it's really good. Lord. So that was a bit of a back compliment, that
1: one. Yeah. You always get, like, I mean... Yeah, I am more on YouTube, and so you can imagine there's oh, some comments yeah. in there. YouTube is bad for that. People, I'm write stuff,
2: like, Bad comments. I haven't got any bad comments on YouTube yet. It's funny. And they're YouTube not bad. Is- they're just
1: useless. Like I haven't I haven't had any mean one, but more like my grandfather has the same jumper, and you're like,
0: oh, <laughs> thanks. No, well, your
1: grandfather is cool because my jumper is awesome. <laughs> <That> <laughs> it's is one funny. of those like Christmas kind of pattern
0: looking jumper. I just want to start singing Macamore now. <laughs> For <a> shop. <laughs> awesome. All right. So anyway, let's get into today's topic, ladies. Why did we feel we wanted to talk about this? Because we were ranting to each other before we got on the recording today. <laughs> That's how a lot of our episodes come from. We're like, yeah, and we're like, why don't we just make an episode about it instead so, of
1: recording ourselves?
0: Yeah. Helps. yeah.
1: No, it's, it's this concept that, or this idea that um, you can figure out really pretty much everything and that sometimes we find it a little bit hard to understand that you, not you, like I'm not talking directly to you, listener, just generally. Some people um, <laughs> will not like Google something simple and will expect for everything to be so obvious and simple, or we'll stop and not take further action because they're like, oh, that just got a little bit too complicated. I'm just not going to go any further. Mm. But it's like you're building a business. It's hard work and you can join memberships. You can join courses that are going to definitely help you with tutorials and courses and all of that stuff. But there's still a little part that you're going to have to figure out. And Google is your friend. The library is your friend. Asking other people, you know, what they've done. That's good too. You have to do a little bit more work than just expect everything to be super easy. Mm, Well, also,
2: I mean, if you think back to school, like your teacher doesn't do your homework for you. They are (laughs) facilitators and they put you in the right direction, but you have to do the work. And, yeah, there seems to be, I wouldn't even say a trend because I don't see it that much, to be honest. Mm -hmm. Um, But, of course, you guys have larger audiences, so you have more of a population to get these people from. Um, But, yeah, there is, I mean, I see it in my uni students a lot where they're asking me a lot of questions and I do the standard let me google that for you as in you know that's I don't know if our listeners might not know or not if you guys know there's a server like a website that you go to and you it's let me google that for you and you put in what the thing is that they're supposed to google and it kind of takes a bit of a video kind of thing and so then you you send the link like why don't you google it and you send the link to them and it shows you like putting your cursor in and typing in <laughs> how do I do this and that has all the google results come it's up hilarious. <laughs> it's amazing oh my god and it's really it's very passive-aggressive but I'm like come on guys like
1: <laughs> it's you know, so it's so amazing, how it's to hilarious. do this
2: very simple thing like you can figure it out
1: yeah.
0: oh that's brilliant <laughs>
1: Wow. I love this. I'm going to have to go and check that out as soon as we finish recording this. Cause I, I heard of it, but I didn't mm-hmm. realize it was like taking a video of you actually doing it. And it's, and sort it's, of,
2: it's like, not. I can't remember exactly how it works, but okay. it a while, But um, yes, <laughs> I haven't done it with any of my academy because well, also they haven't asked silly things to be honest, mm-hmm. yeah. but also it's kind of this fine line, right? Cause it's like, well, no questions, are silly question, mm-hmm. but at the same time, like maybe just think about where you're asking the question. Like if you're asking the question, that is a very like general knowledge, like anyone could answer, perhaps you don't need to go to the source or to a specific group and ask that some like really simple thing that you could Google. But mm-hmm. if you're looking for specific, like feedback from a certain, you know, type of personal type of audience, then sure, go to that group that has all those people in it because you're going to get better answers. Mm-hmm. So it's being a bit more critical about like how you're trying to find out your answers as
0: well. Yeah, I think a big, reason why this happens is because people lack the confidence that they can figure it out. So that's what we really want to talk about today is, you know, you have to believe in yourself and you have to believe that you're capable of figuring it out. Because if you start a business, start something like this, there are going to be innumerable challenges, like Mm. so many, small, big, endless, endless challenges, endless problems (laughs) you have to solve. (laughs) Deb's like laughing. (laughs)
1: that's literally what entrepreneurship or building a business is like just the challenge today
0: yeah it's literal that is absolutely true it's like what problem do I have to solve today what do I have to figure out today um and if you know okay so I'm gonna I'm gonna take a slight segue here Nick and I were talking the other night about uh, puzzles I hate puzzles like hate puzzles like Sudoku crosswords what like I'm like I cannot think of a worse thing to spend my time doing than solving a puzzle that has no actual use in the world. Like, wh- why am I doing this? And I was saying, the reason I hate them is because my entire life is a puzzle. Like all my work, my whole work day, building a business, it's, it's a puzzle that I love. Mm. Why do I love it? Cause it has results. <laughs> like it has real world consequences. When I solve a problem in my business, I fix a problem or I make more money or I reduce my workload or like it has an actual tangible result yeah. in the world. really funny.
2: And I just, I just wanted to interject. Um, it's it's two, two parts. So the first part being that like puzzles like that are really good for people who don't have anything to do as in like mm, the mentally. tangible result is that it keeps their mind active and, uh, you know, there's been studies shown blah, blah, blah. Um, but obviously you already have that, yeah. you know, in Mm -hmm. life so that makes sense i love it that you hate them
0: I just know <laughs> uh, like when I was younger I remember doing like those word find ones I didn't mind doing those but it was like when I was on the bus or something before like before we had the yeah I was to because then.
1: iPhone didn't exist back then
0: <laughs> so <laughs> I, I had like a did. book of puzzles yeah. or I had a book to read like um but it just as an adult like I spend my work days solving problems and and solve you know correct, fixing puzzles, real world puzzles. So I don't want to be doing that in my downtime. I want to be relaxing and relaxing my brain. So, you know, think about that. Like, how do you feel about puzzles? Like, do you like real world challenges and solving them? Because you're going to need to enjoy that process to have Mm. a business. Because if you hate that process, having a business is going to be super stressful. Mm. And doubly, if you don't have the confidence that you are the sort of person who can figure everything out and spoiler alert, you are, um, then it's going to be really, really challenging. I think there's something about technology that we need to talk about here because often Mm -hmm.
1: that's what it's about. And um, it's not even a generation thing. It's just some people convince themselves that they can't do computer, they can't do a website, they can't do anything that's kind of like, you know, includes a, a keyboard and a mouse. It's kind of like this is going to be difficult. And it's a, it's a thought that usually they have before they even try it and open this, this stupid computer to start with. And so that, and, and I'm, I'm thinking about people I've worked with, but also people in my life, like my partner, Nick just hates anything that has to do with digital, like just hates it. And he's convinced the machine are like against him and like they have a mind of their own and stuff. My mom is the same, like, you know, but. It's not like, it's just, a, it's just the approach. Like it's like going into it stressed up because you're like, oh, I can't do this. This is too hard. Therefore, you're in a state of mind when you're doing it that is not going to be predictive because you're frantically trying to do something and no oh, this is hard. And you know. so it's really about like just calming down and going like this isn't actually as hard as it is. It maybe was 10 years ago building a website and you mm-hmm. needed to learn out to code and all of this stuff, but you don't anymore. And there's a lot of tools that make everything easy. So yeah, you're still gonna have to figure out a few things uh, which you can Google <laughs> or you can like ask for help as well. Cause I, I don't think we're saying figure it out. Like, you know, don't ask, for it. like, it's not about not asking for help. Like we all pretty like, this is what we do. We help people. Like, so I'm I'm more than happy when my members come with even the silliest technical question, it's okay to ask, but just as long as you're trying and and not mind to figuring it out.
0: Yeah. I think what we're really saying here is, As teachers, we get frustrated with students who just don't even try. Yeah. Just like go, tell me how to do it or, you know, and and oftentimes I was listening to a podcast yesterday and they were talking about this issue that even when you have learnt, like learnt how to do something, right, so you've done the course or you've read the book or whatever, you've, you've learnt the knowledge of how to do it but you still don't know how to do it because you haven't actually done it.
2: Mm. There's a
0: difference between knowing how to do something, the theory of it and actually implementing it and then realizing the realities of doing something. And they are actually two different things. Mm. So you, I think it's really important that you learn about something and that's generally what we do. Like we give you the the knowledge that's, Mm. we're here to help you. We give you the knowledge step by step. And then you have to go away and actually implement it. And then if there's still problems, that's at the point where you you then reach back to us as your teachers and go, hey, I've done this, but this bit I'm stuck on. Uh, mm. You know, I Googled it. I looked at YouTube. I asked other people, but I still can't figure it out. Uh, mm. Am I missing something? And that just as a learner, that is a good way to learn because you really need to do the thing before you know where you're really stuck rather than just seeing it, looking at the knowledge level and going, that's just too hard. I can't do it. Mm. Um, You probably can at least some of it.
2: Yeah. We're covering this a lot at the moment. Well, me personally covering it in my professional development with teaching at university um, because we're talking about like the, the knowledge that we're transferring. It's not just a knowledge transfer. It's about then the student has to take it in and sense making so mm. i'm too sick at the moment to use all the correct terminology <laughs> but it's yeah basically like getting all the knowledge in and then they have to actually make sense of it and then output um, yes. a lot of the time that is actually doing and implementing to be able to learn fail a few times oh that's not how we do it that doesn't that didn't work that's fine keep trying keep trying keep trying and figuring it out i think um also just the term figuring it out is it's not like going to work the first time. And so when it doesn't work the first time, don't just shut down and go, oh, well, I can't do it then. I don't know how to do it. I can't do it because it didn't work once.
0: Yeah. Oh, We're <laughs> just nodding away here.
1: It's like, yeah, yes, that is exactly yeah. what that's point Because that's so true. I didn't even think about mentioning that. But, yeah, that's a big part of it. It's like it's not going to work the first time perfectly or at all. And the mm-hmm. second time maybe not perfectly and you're going to have to tweak things. And I think a lot of people don't give enough time to things and enough uh trial really so it's like oh if it doesn't work I'm I'm gonna move on to the next strategy I think we quickly mentioned that in another episode I really can't remember what even the episode was about (laughs) but it was about you know you can't just give something a month and then go ah, Instagram not working for me yeah (laughs) and it's like, well you know did you really try to figure it out or did you like dip your toes and then you're like oh that's too hard like Um, I'm just going to
2: try another new shiny strategy now. So Mm -hmm. Also, like I've done that many Mm -hmm. times, not even where the first thing has failed, but going on to the next shiny thing before the first thing is running really, really well. So I haven't actually figured out how to Mm -hmm. smash something out of the park. I've just done it good enough. I'm like, okay, that's good enough. Let's go on to the next thing. Mm -hmm. We've talked about this in an episode Mm -hmm. where Jess, you came up with a topic and I can't remember what it was called either. (laughs) We're on fire today. Repairing, repairing and refining and stuff. We were oh, yeah.
0: Repeating. Uh, I don't know exactly. Yeah, Repeating, Refining. You have to yeah. do it over and over again. Iteration, is that the word you were looking for? Mm, who knows? Experimenting. <laughs> so, yeah. All of those things. But like just the fact that it
2: doesn't necessarily have to fail or go wrong. Oh, yeah. You can uh, always improve. It prove. might just be like kind of mediocre but always like and then you're not getting the expected results. Like you want to get really, really good results and you're getting okay results, so then immediately, like, oh, that doesn't work for me. And it's like, well, no, like, still, you didn't figure out that thing really, really well first before moving on to the next thing.
0: Mm -hmm. I just want to... Yeah, I just want to interject here and give a shout out to Marie Folio because that's where we got the word figureoutable from. Talks- yeah, I was
1: thinking too because we're recording in the past because we're batching our content but this is coming out, I'm pretty sure this episode will come out right when a book comes out, that's called It's Figureoutable. Oh, well, there you go. How
0: convenient. It goes out um,
1: September 9th, <laughs> not that I already like bought it and I can't wait for it. <laughs> um, now that I've got the date marked in my calendar but I'm
0: pretty sure that's the date. And so, let's... We haven't actually read the book when we're recording this. No, episode. we haven't,
1: but it's out because they say it out in September. So yeah, good
0: timing. Yeah. Um,
1: but I think it's a philosophy as and Yeah, exactly. ...in the book so much better, but it's really a philosophy rather than like a method. It's kind of like you can figure it out and you have what it takes to figure it out as long as you know why you want to figure it out because there's that too. Like if you're trying to do something, that's a, that's the puzzle, right? That's kind of like the puzzle has no goal. And I kind of agree with that. Um on that was you Jess, which is I was like, oh I think I hate puzzles too, because <laughs> it's like, oh, it's done now. Cool. And what? what? <laughs> so why you why you is it so like a Ruby cube or whatever they called? And you told me it's like art,
2: though. Like Deb, you should I know Jess, you're not that visual, but you said previously you're not mm-hmm. that visual, but Deb, it's like art, ah, like why bother doing art? Ah? Like the the end but result. relaxing it, to do art, right? Yeah, exactly. yeah. Any result perfect. at the end that you can put no. on your wall. No, not if it's shit. Like yeah, not my art. You don't put my art on the wall. <laughs> it's about the process of doing it, and so yeah, some people like. And so that's what I'm getting at. I think it's mm-hmm. funny that you hate them because you actually do enjoy that process. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, so much. Already, your life is already filled with that process in mm-hmm. other ways, so that's mm-hmm. why you need to do the puzzles. But like. Yeah, you guys are funny. Yeah, not, but
1: they, yeah. They feel it's puzzle every day was the business.
2: But there's so a goal which is helping
1: more people, reaching yeah, more exactly. more, a better There's a lifestyle. purpose for
2: it. The purpose for the puzzles is to exercise your mind. But I don't that's need to fun. do that. No, yeah, but I know that <laughs> it's fine for you guys. I'm saying like those people out there who love puzzles are right now going,
0: well, why the fuck do they hate puzzles? <laughs> I have no problem with other people loving puzzles. It's it's a personal a personal choice. <laughs> and it feels like we were on attention but we didn't even because it's all about this to me it it's like okay,
1: if I don't have a goal yep. then figuring it out is going to be so much harder because I'm not going to be able to enjoy the process of mm. it you know what I mean and so it's going to be difficult to get there because I don't know what I'm working towards and that's how I feel about puzzle It might not mean mm. that everyone feels about it but that's how I feel about it I'm like well when it's done what like I'm not going to put the puzzle on the wall that's not my fault <laughs> and <laughs> hashtag puzzle haters unite <laughs>
2: This is a really good point, though, because your your purpose or your goal needs to resonate with you, right? Yeah. So the yes. purpose of just exercising your mind does not resonate with you guys because you already get that from elsewhere. Yeah, absolutely. So, so, as an example, my son is seven, and he, uh, my mother in law, got him a uh, like a crossword book yesterday. He hasn't done crosswords before. It was amazing watching him exercise his brain mm. and figure all that out, because the goal here is to, you know, like make him smarter that's not what i'm trying to say you know know, keep him uh
0: smarter yeah yeah. but like uh
2: what's it called not challenging
0: uh no but i totally get it like nick loves the um guardian crosswords he does them all the time my grandmother was a crossword addict like she loved doing them i'm just just like oh i'm having physical reactions to it about this I think exactly. it's
2: funny, like how much you guys hate them. Like, I don't, I don't do them. I don't enjoy it. Like, I don't care, but I don't care. Like, I don't hate them. No one forced me to sit down and do one. I wouldn't like have palpitations or anything.
0: No, no. But you—that's the thing. I think you're actually similar to us. You just don't. You've not really thought about it to the point where you're like, "Ew, puzzles." Like everybody expect. I think it's it's funny. It's like people expect you to enjoy puzzles because you're intelligent. Mm. It's weird yeah. that's going on, and I'm just like, no. <laughs> yeah yeah. actually you know i love real world puzzles real world puzzles are mm. the bomb that's where they're at that's where it's at so it's just that difference mm. and for people who love other sort of puzzles fair play to them it's just not something that i like yeah i love how we just tangented it off into this No, but if you <laughs> yeah well it kind of sounds
1: like we've just been talking about puzzles oh. yeah the puzzle episode is how we should call this one <laughs> but it's not like if you look- no than that what we're talking about is figuring things out because that's what a puzzle is and yes and 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 that idea of liking the process and having a goal to help you get there is really important i think
0: hey maker are you loving the business making podcast we're loving bringing it to you but we really need your support to make sure that this show keeps going into the future you can support us by becoming one of our patrons on patreon for as little as a dollar a month We have a few different membership levels. You can get things like behind the scenes and extra special content, uh, a link to your business from our website, and even maybe a shout out on the show and more. Just head on over to thebusinessofmaking.com forward slash support, and you can get all the information there about how you can become one of our Maker Maven's insiders and help this show to grow and flourish going forward. So maybe we can flip this around. Maybe you love crosswords or Sudoku or puzzles or whatever, but you haven't actually thought that that's what you're doing in your business. Like you haven't made that mental connection that every problem you're solving in your business is just a puzzle that you have to solve. Mm. And that makes it awesome. If you love puzzles, then <laughs> business is like the best thing ever.
2: <laughs> right? I have, I have a follow-up question. <laughs> what about um, like jigsaw puzzles? No. Nah. What puzzles? Jigsaw. jigsaw puzzles oh, which one of those is the ones, ones with the little, little pieces that snap together
1: uh,
2: i don't know i don't know the french <laughs> words, sorry but see
1: it's funny because i'm not I'm, I'm it's very much like what you said just i used to love puzzles i love to use all this stuff and the cool was my favorite in the buster school that's what i would do then i started a business and i was like don't need that in my life no more <laughs> I think that's really what it is. It's it like is what it
2: do is, that? Yeah. So I don't need that's to. That's so interesting. So in 10 yeah. years from now, when Deb might have a kid, I would love to come back and revisit this to see <laughs> how you, if you feel differently about puzzles then because your kid will probably be into it. Uh, so have, I'm, I'm wondering if that's why I, I'm so like I don't really care either way because I can see the value in, for him mm. for my kids. But, I mean, for me, yeah, I don't see the value, but I guess it's a different value.
0: Yeah, and maybe when we're retired, if that's ever going to happen, um, <laughs> puzzles might be something we enjoy again. Maybe, well, when you have no other puzzles to solve in your business. Yeah, that's right. Okay. So, yeah, it's all, it's 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 one big puzzle, but it's a real-world puzzle with real-world consequences, and that's mm-hmm. why I love it. It's a challenge of yeah, it. I
1: think, okay, what would be like summing, summing up points if we had to, you know, get past the puzzle uh, tangenty moment that we just had? Um, it was changing your mindset when you approach something yeah. that you think is, when you already think this is going to be too difficult and you haven't even started doing it, you're already approaching it in a way that's not going to facilitate mm. getting done. So to me, it's a mindset shift that you have to to make first.
2: Um, slowing down, I think, like really yeah. slowing down and having more patience in that problem-solving process, mm. and knowing that it's not going to get solved instantly. You really need to put the time and effort into it to be able to solve mm. something.
0: Yeah, I want to just talk a slightly bit more about uh, to the point that Deb made about the mindset issue. I think a big problem we have. I'm going to get a bit philosophical here. This big problem we have with seeing ourselves as a certain type of person so we we have these mental constructs about ourselves like I am this I am not that and when you come up against a challenge that bangs up against one of those mental constructs like I'm not a computer person for example as one of those things yeah uh, that's when you have a problem and because you've already convinced yourself before you even start that you are not this sort of person I had this I had this issue quite severely when I started my business and when I moved into it full time for those of you who don't know I have a science degree like my whole life I thought I was going to be a research scientist and then I ended up being a teacher and a science communicator and now I make jewelry (laughs) I had this horrific mental shift of who I thought I was. It's like, and it was really challenging. Like, what, what is the, what am I doing with my life? Like, what am I putting out into the world? And I had to really reframe and recalibrate the things that I valued, who I was. And you may need to do that. You know, if you have this mental block or this idea of who you are, like, I'm not a business person. I, I was not a business person. I thought business was awful. And like, so that was another major reframe I had to make for myself so if you you know if you have these mental constructs about who you are or who you aren't really try to recognize them and go is this actually true or is this something I can change because most of those things are actually things you can change if you if you decide to Mm. so that might be what's happening here you might just be constantly and we even um valorize these things in ourselves like we we kind of like the whole coffee, and it's funny here we have like a non-drinker, a non-caffeine drinker. It's like this whole culture of valorizing the coffee and the need for caffeine, and it, it, there's this whole like there's a whole culture around it. And it's the same with anything, like the whole culture around technology. Oh, I'm a techie person. I'm a nerd. Oh no, I'm not. I don't know any of that sort of stuff. Yeah. And yeah, I think that's a big problem people have and aren't without being aware of it. But once you're aware of it, you can see it, and that means you can change it.
1: Yeah, and definitely for, you know, our listeners, it's often a problem of or a case of, oh, well, I'm an artist, I'm a designer, I'm I'm a creative. Exactly. And I don't like computers and computers don't like me.
0: I don't like numbers. I don't like... You
1: know, it's I this idea myself. of like... Um, those two things being separate and you not being able to do both of them. And it's, it's constructed not just in your head, but by society, as you said, just as well. Like I know it's different in Australia I'll be different in the States or wherever you are. But in France, when you go to high school, you've got three choices for the main, like sort of curriculum that you can pick. One is called literature. The other one is called economy and the other one is called science. So a way to put people into now. <laughs> so you can't, possibly like music and painting and also biology because that is just who are you even (laughs) Um, a weirdo that's what you are so you know it that's that there is this big gap between technology and like and like this creative world and it's it's actually not there if you don't make it to be so big in your in your heads because i think most of the stuff we're talking about like figuring things out always comes down to the nitty-gritty of setting up a platform a social account a website and this stuff that yeah is a little bit annoying but it's not hard not if you really
0: want to get it done it's also creative business is so creative I don't think people realize that, like you have to think laterally and you have to solve problems and you have to, yeah, like it's incredibly creative. A business is something that you are creating out of nothing Mm. that can make you money. Like how amazing is that? (laughs) Like you just create this thing out of nothing that turns out to make you money. It's brilliant. Mm. No, absolutely.
1: Absolutely. All right, guys. Well, I think uh, between all the puzzle conversations, we did manage to make some good points. Hopefully, <laughs> uh, we will be reading the Mary Folio book as well. This wasn't planned as being an episode about this or a book. We just realized midway through that this is the name of a book and it's coming out at the same time. Um, but yeah, let us know in the Facebook group as well. It's at thebusinessofmaking.com/slash/facebook. If this resonated with you, if you feel like maybe there is definitely times where you've been like projecting stuff on yourself, like, I can't get this done because I hate computers, for example. <laughs> <laughs> I
0: a just common one. Out. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> that's the
1: most <best> common one. <laughs> See, I can't do it. who yeah. doesn't like me. Um, and thank you so much for listening to the show. If you are listening on your phone, we would love for you to take a screenshot and tag us on Instagram. That way we can reshare the love and share share you with our audience and um, you know, and spread the world really so that we can spread the world. No, spread the
0: world. I added a letter in there, it's changed the meaning of the sentence completely. <laughs> Now anyway. I'm to sing A Whole New World. Don't know why. A Whole New World. Anyway, as you can see, it's time we wrap up because I am losing my mind. <laughs> but we will
1: talk to you next week. Bye-bye. Bye, everyone.
0: Bye. Yeah, let's wrap up. Yeah. Sorry, <laughs> sorry, Ivy. That was just, we had a moment there. <laughs> Ivy, mean, cut that
1: awkward silence and then <laughs> let's wrap up a bit out, please, because we were all a bit brain dead, I think.
0: Uh, um, I thought Harriet was there off screen. <laughs> copying, think, um, yeah. <laughs> all right.